Hello and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. It's only been about 20 minutes for us or an hour and 20 minutes and probably like <laughs> literally a couple of seconds for you guys. But we are back with our second episode covering the second episode of Castle Rock Season 2. Yay! Yes, very excited. Now, as you listeners might know if you listen to our first episode, we are marathoning these three episodes tonight. Uh, we joked about being sober, but we are drinking. It's the only way we can get through. Bless little Gareth. We've lost him along the way. He's gone to teach people. Just couldn't keep up with those little legs. Unbelievably, he educates people. It's unbelievable, that. Shocker, isn't it? Absolute shocker. There will be spoilers, of course, for Castle Rock Season 2, Episode 2 and Episode 1, as well as some Stephen King tidbits in King Corner later on. Mm. Right, I'm joined by Emma and Lucy. Hello, say hello, guys. We're back. Hello. Hello. Well, you never went anywhere, did you? Nope. Literally been stuck in this room. To the pod. And it is kind of cab. We talked about cabin fever, didn't yeah. we, in the last mm. episode? And I'm feeling it. You're, I'm yeah. getting itchy. Yeah, getting a bit twitchy in here for sure. Game of croquet, anyone? I just need to get out of this house very soon. But <laughs> we've still got another episode to go and more gin to drink. Now, what did you guys think about that second episode? I mean, the first episode, we all gave it a four. Very good start. Um, this episode, you know, did it live up to season? Did it did it live up to the first episode? Lucy? Um, I did, it didn't make as much of an impact on me as the first episode, I'll be honest. I think maybe the pacing was a bit off. It just kind of lurched mm. a bit. A bit lurchy. Lurcher. A little lurchy, yeah, a little was it? Lurcher. Um, nothing, I mean, quite a bit happened, but also nothing really happened, like, plot-wise. I think it feels quite fast, I, I mean, yeah. in terms of the developments, like, you know, with Ace's death in the last episode and now the search for Ace's death is quite immediate. They, they haven't meandered. No, they, you know, they haven't. They haven't gone like, oh, where's Ace been this episode? And That's at the what end I mean of the episode, by yeah. lurching. Oh, lurchy. Sort of the, like how um, Annie got out of the... The tomb. Yeah, cavern. Um, and all that, it kind of, that was creepy and it was yeah. done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's sort of done and then... Yeah. On to the next. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Um, didn't hit me as hard as the first episode. Yeah. So that's fair. I guess I should go through the blueberry scale. Yeah. For those who are unfamiliar. Yeah. Uh, we rate what we review out of blueberries. So Lovely zero blueberries. being the worst and five being the best, and Correct. you cannot have halves. No. So no. in that spirit, it is quite a harsh scale, but it's fair. Um, I'm gonna give this three blueberries. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a decent score to yeah. be honest with you. It's not three blueberries is still a good score. It's mm. not a four. It means good. You know, five, as we said, was last season's episode seven, The Queen. Uh, amazing journey of dementia and incredible episode. So it's understandable. This this feels, a three feels right. Emma? Yeah. Um, I really like this episode. Um, I, I, get, I get what you mean, Luce, in that rather than developing the plot, I think we developed the characters a bit more. Yes. We got a bit more of their personalities, and especially with someone like Pop, which I really enjoyed, was seeing the different oh, sides yeah, of him. Um, and I really liked that character development that we saw in, in this episode. It got me really excited. Um, I was pretty gripped on it. Uh, slightly shorter episodes as well, so I suppose yes. the impact's a bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 40, 45 minutes, which yeah. feels like most of last season was 45 minutes. An hour for the first episode, obviously, was a big setup episode, so... But at the same time, I actually think that it was um, it, it was really good. It was exciting. There was a lot of kind of 
dramatic pieces in yeah. there um lots of things did develop even if the plot itself didn't necessarily move mm. that far i mean we probably traveled an hour in time here but mm. quite a lot happened in that across different characters so yeah actually i'm gonna give it another four. Oh, nice Strong. really enjoyed it i you know i agree with the four i'm going with a four um mainly because there were so many different things that happened in it in terms of we had some slasher action. Yeah. We had the scary tomb stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we had the Marston House, which I called. Hashtag nailed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some, like, Somalian war stuff. Uh, you know, we saw more of Pop and his character and Tim Robbins. And I just think when I think about it, there was actually quite a lot crammed into that 44 minutes. And plus there was still the dynamic between um, Annie and Joy going on and that sort yeah. of developing battle of wills and, and Joy now coming of age and, and sort of not just believing everything she's spoon-fed she, by yeah, her she's mother. pushing back a bit. Yeah, so, I, you know, when you think about the different mechanisms at play and, like, the war between the Merrills and, the, you know, and the Somali gang, I think I think there was just a lot, so I'm going to give it a four. I mean, mm. King Corner's going to be interesting. I think we can talk about a few things there. Yeah, um, definitely flesh out some of the stuff we talked about 100%, in the 100%, yeah. But I'm, I'm happy with the start to the season. It, it kind of feels in the same way as strong as last season's start, if I remember correctly. I actually think it's stronger. I think last season yeah, started maybe. a lot slower. It's less mysterious. Uh, yeah, I think, the mis- I think what mm. they've done really well this season in the first two episodes is there is a little bit of mystery in there, like the end of this episode. You're like, oh, okay. Line so far, like, yeah, is quite clear, and we sort of know where we're going. Maybe because yeah. we have the backstory of Annie, that's that we it. know who she is. We feel like I, I kind of feel like I don't have to learn her, no. like, at all, yeah, because I feel like I know her, and I guess that helps. When we had Henry, he was such a mysterious character mm. because we mm. didn't know anything about his past. And I guess the difference with this season is that it's it's grounded in two very specific stories, and yeah. we know that, whereas and, season la- one yeah. was just all over the shop. La- yeah. Last, se- yeah, last season was like, oh, we're throwing a reference to this and all we're throwing a reference to that and it does feel they've maybe learnt from that and gone okay let's focus on like maybe just one or two stories yeah let's tell a story not yeah. just like try and cram yeah. every reference in that we it, can it, yeah. it is less mystery box I do think you are right Lucy I don't, mind. I don't think that's a bad no. thing I think there's no. like a bit of a clearer narrative so you can actually engage with yeah. it rather than going what well What's you can mean? engage quicker I suppose can't yeah. you yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we know these characters a lot better than we did maybe the characters of last season, mm. you know, and that's testament to like the actors and the writing and just the fact that the story is a bit more condensed yeah. this year. So far, we're only two episodes in. Let's not mm. get ahead of ourselves. It Lizzie could all go Kaplan. to shit, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan is nailing, yeah. nailing yeah. Annie Wilkes and but but Kathy Bates really. Yeah, and channeling I, I think the Kathy Bates. Fantastic in this. I absolutely loved her in this as well, yeah. um, and I'm I'm just happy that she was cast because I think it's a great decision great yeah. casting once again spot on uh, now let's jump into the plot but before we do a quick advert break <laughs> hello yes I won't hold you too long because in theory you'll be binging this just like you binged the first three episodes of the of the Hulu releasing you know all three the bastards but what I will say is go follow us and subscribe to our Watchmen podcast, please. If you like HBO's Watchmen, we are called The Watchmen Watchers. Search for us on iTunes or Spotify and please do subscribe and review that. And if you are listening to this for the first time, please do review and subscribe to Castle Rock Critical because we have a lot more episodes to cover this season. Another one in about an hour and a half's time, actually. (laughs) So it would be great if we could have your support on that. And uh, of course, you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. There will be a feedback section at the end of every episode with your guys' thoughts, 
theories and any Easter eggs that we might have missed. If you do want to support us further, please go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. On there, you'll see the tiers. You know the spiel by now. Uh, check it out. Uh, and if you want to give us some precious bucks, please do. Anyway, now let's jump into the plot of episode two of Castle Rock season two, New Jerusalem. Right, guys, we, uh, we start where we left off. Annie down in a tomb. What are your thoughts here? Creepy? Super fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like being stuck underground in some dark crypt with a bunch of fucking skeletons and weird like scarab beetle insignia on the walls. I'm glad you brought up the beetles. Now, not the band. Uh, (laughs) I will issue a public apology to our friend Gareth. Hey, I said they were bugs too. I just remember Gareth saying it, Lucy. No, I'm joking. I apologise to both of you. Um... We had an off-air and sort of mini on-air discussion about whether they were bats or bugs at the end of last week's episode. Obviously, when we record and then, you know, see something and then record straight away, sorry, it's very difficult for us to sometimes do a rewatch and figure out what's going on. I'll hold my hands up. I was wrong. It's all right. You're a big man, then. They're giant bugs. Hold on, Len. I'm proud of you. They're giant bugs. And there's even a little bug sigil in there. Yeah. Okay. What do we think the bugs symbolise well, here? it's interesting, Emma, because you describe the scarabs, and that's obviously from the mummy. E- Egyptology yeah. and the mummy. And they're in and tombs. they are in tombs. And if you like the mummy, like I do, the show, the film. Me too. Um, and the mummy returns. Yeah, I really like that as well. Yeah, me too. After, after that, let them off. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't let seen it since. Yeah. Um, Scorpion King. The scarab, I do like the rock. The Dwayne. scarab beetles go inside your skin and eat you from, from the, the inside, inside out. out. Inside out, yeah. and then you're a corpse. So that's quite a good... Mm, maybe that's what they're doing down there well, the old witches the Egyptian witches the other thing Ewitchens. and I think Ewitchens, I said that's this good. <laughs> nice in um, in episode one I, I said it's like fucking locusts yeah what? so biblical um, oh, yeah, very you biblical say, yeah. um, and I think that uh, you could see it as you know there is there is an evil coming and it's a it's mm. the first step of a plague. I don't plague know. Maybe they are maybugs. Well, mm. it was freaky. Like it's horrible. seeing that little beetle there, I was like, oh, okay. Now, who I, did it? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the Marston House later in King Corner. Yes. We'll run through some theories. But what I will also say is, I definitely called the Marston House shit. I said last week. That that tomb is going to, or last week, it was like an hour ago. (laughs) 90 minutes ago. I sorry, I said like 90 minutes ago, because the marathon and that jazz, that it was going to be the Marston House as the exit. And lo and behold, it was. Yeah, Through a ridiculous sense of, you know, caverns and this crazy, scary scene of her going through Mm. all this stuff. That was creepy. I, you know, and to come out in the Marston House with two heroin junkies fucking each other. uh, Lucy, what's your safe word? Christmas. 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 Right, that, that baffled me then because I thought it was Ali shouting Christmas. No. I what? thought it was Ali shouting Christmas. Okay, the voice level's just gone Sorry. up. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I shrieked. No, I genuinely fine. thought it was Annie. I was like, why is she shouting Christmas? You don't just but have sex on Christmas. But she said something well, um, maybe I do, but... in the last oh, week about God. like... There'll be blood on Christmas before I yeah, that's let true. you do this. So I thought maybe she was like, oh, yeah. like, holy Christmas. I mean, that... That, this, once is again, it's a problem when you watch something <laughs> straight away and then record on it. Um, listeners, please do let us know if you think it was either the heroin junkies shouting Christmas or Annie shouting Christmas at seeing that lovely sight of them um, bonking in the Marston house. I can't wait to see our bonking. Instagram. I haven't used that for a while. Bonking. No. I can't wait mm. to see our Instagram tomorrow just to be question go, is Christmas your safe word? Mm. <laughs> it's a good question. 
valid question. If I don't anything. know if people are going to want to answer no. that on social media. Give me a try anyway. Annie runs out, and then we see, yes, it is the Marston House, uh, and we know that the Marston House is overlooking the uh, like building site. It's quite know? often described. And we, yeah, we will talk a bit more about it in um, King Corner, uh, but it's Kingy. quite often described as sitting kind of on the top of the hill, overlooking all of Stadium. Looked really scary later in the episode. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck that house!" Well, it, it's almost a character in house itself. And haunting of Hill in a House. Lot of things, mm. and they did that very well, and it was fucking creepy, man. Mm. Well, I liked it. I liked the fact that we've got this sort of completely different setting that you know this season so far i feel like the town has um not been a like it was a character in the first season the town of castle rock and although i feel like we're back in the town of castle rock i haven't seen some of those key landmarks just yet so to have this sort of house as as one of the key landmarks feels very castle rock to me it feels very scary and it feels like the sort of horror elements that i really wanted the show to double down on last season um very kingian Kingian. Um, Annie gets back home to a confused, uh, I've written in my notes, Joe, but it's Joy, <laughs> who then uh, cuts her hand open running away from Annie. Oh, yeah, that gross. That was fucking rank. But before that, Annie realises in the in the car that she's lost her necklace again. Yeah. Hasn't she? Mm. Um, dodgy clasp. Dodgy. Oh, that that damn cock-a-doody clasp. Cock-a-doody clasp. Cock-a-doody. Um, and, and then she, she's like hunting around for it everywhere. Yeah, hunty, hunty. And Joy, I was about to call her Joe then because I'm looking at your notes. Stop looking at the notes. And then Joy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I've basically just like met people for the first time ever and now I'm half normal and now you're dragging me off again. Yeah, it was literally like a couple of hours ago. She was like, here's some money. Go and buy yourself some lovely paper. We need to get out of this fucking town. Why like, did oh, she sorry? walk into that thing though? Like She was walking a straight line and she just veered and like fell into this... Sh- I'm not being mean to her. She doesn't look like the most athletic. <laughs> she was just walking away. <laughs> Poor Joy. She was trying she to run. She changed course to kind of veer off into the... I think she looked behind her Metal. to shout at her mother. And then oh, yeah. okay. Of course, <laughs> and she tripped and I'm fell. quite clumsy, so I yeah, probably did clumsy. We've absolute, all done it. Absolute clumsy. We've I mean, it, it was disgusting. Uh, it um, was... Oh, it was... Gross, in Yeah, fact. really not nice. Hand injuries are not fun. No. Definitely not. Well, I, you know, we'll talk about... King Corner later. Got some stuff there, haven't we? Yeah, um, the Merrills are, are a bit concerned at this point because Ace has only been missing for a few hours, but obviously he's, he's the head of this sort of mini crime syndicate. So he's doing collections, Douche. making sure that the grunts are doing their work and no one's heard from him. The nicer brother of his uh, goes to try and find him and sees that he's left his phone there. Good old Chris. Um, and as Dr. H informs Pop whilst he's receiving chemo uh, that... Uh, Ace firebombed Abdi in her house. Uh, he tries to call the stepbrother. The other brother answers and says, "Oh, you know, uh, no one's seen him. You know, the dog wants the water. You know, there's loads of stuff going yeah. on there. The dog's barking towards, uh, the, you know, the Wilkes household. It's all going on, and instantly we're on the search." For, for Meryl, which I thought was, for Ace Meryl, which I thought was quite interesting because I thought they were going to string this out for a little bit. I thought mm. after killing him, they're definitely going to string this out. Episode two, and they're already on the hunt for him. Now, see, this is really interesting because I think we've gone so quickly, if you think about it, within the last, well, three hours of our life, <laughs> yeah. two uh, hours of TV. Yeah, hour 45. Um, that... If this is all going to happen in the first two episodes, what the fuck is going to happen in the next? What material have they got for the next episode? I mean, it must eight be episodes. incredible because they can't. Supernatural stuff. I, I mean, think. we're yeah. getting the vampires. I really hope so. All witches, as Gareth. Vampire is. bugs. Oh, we're definitely getting mummies. Witches. Yeah, we're getting I don't mummies. Want mummies. We're Gareth. getting no. We're getting it all. No. Um. um but no, I, I think it's really cool, and 
I, the fact that they all react like that because as much as Ace is a dick, he's always Douche. there and he's always like over everybody's shoulder, taking in charge. And well, he is over some shoulders, isn't he? Mm, he is still is. there, isn't he? Maybe that question is. mark. Who knows? Um, so they're on the hunt for Ace. Uh, we really start to see in this episode, which is which is really important, a bit more of pop, and mm. we see his relationship with the Somalis that he's, you know, adopted. I was right about that, Gareth. Oh, that. They're right. Yeah, um, right. Sorry. Abdi and, uh, Abdi and Dr. H and how they were adopted by him and how they sort of started this, I'm not going to say dysfunctional family, but a very interesting family, to say the least. What mm. did you think about the, the pop flashbacks and the sort of him reminiscing about his older life, Luce? Yeah, I think it's a, a good device just to kind of develop a character a bit more. Yeah. Um, so it not only developed his character, but the Somalians as well, and kind of give an insight into how there is this community there. Um, yeah, and, we now know why it's there. Yeah, because he adopted them. and well, He gave them refuge. Well, he fostered, yes, he fostered, well, he fostered them, the two, yes. the children. Yeah. Um, he arranged for the, the others to come over in some form. And give them the space that is now their yeah, mall, he's let the them shopping out, area. um, areas for them to, in the mall for them to have their stalls. So, yeah, he seems like a really great guy at this point. He does. But obviously things change. Well, we know he's got a diff- uh, an interesting backstory, right, And We know that he's obviously the head of this crime syndicate. Um, yeah, so I don't know a huge amount about Pop Merrill apart from by reputation. Um, the sub dog yeah, is on rep- my list and that will help, I think, a lot. Um, but from what I know, he's very much kind of head of this crime syndicate, but he's not a total douchebag. No. Mm. Ace is very much his nephew, but but Pop is not quite as, as bad at heart, but he he runs Castle Rock. Yeah. You know, you, you watch and you see this in this episode, people had to give money yeah. over it. It's protection payment, it's rent yeah. payment. Racketeering. It's, it's yeah. racketeering, and, yeah. And that is 100% how he runs that town. Mm. Um, but I don't think he's a malevolent kind of like no. nasty chop your hands off unless you're no. really screwed no. up kind he, of person. Yeah. Whereas Ace very much is. Well, we know that he has a troubled past because we know that during this war, something's gone down. And we'll talk about that a bit later with the interrogation scene. But yeah. uh, we know there's a definite secret there that we need to explore further. Um, as Joy is treated at the hospital, she doesn't mm. let Annie go with her. Um, for the first time, and Annie's very anxious about this for several mm. reasons. Annie also doesn't know that Joy has been treated to a lovely new phone. And I was saying this to you guys as we we're watching it. How the fuck does she know how to use the Siri-like function on this phone so well? Search Anne and Ingalls and Nurse end quote. And end I don't even what? know how to do that, and no. I'm tech savvy. Use voice. And why command? wouldn't she just Google it with like, with her hands? Yeah, but obviously it's it's <laughs> for dramatic effect. Maybe but. she's left-handed. <laughs> I'm like, left-handed. I guess left hand was ripped up. Mine was no. Good point. Wasn't. Uh, I guess for from a filmmaker's perspective, you are right, Lucy. It's much more interesting to see that than to, oh, yeah, film a close-up of the screen. <laughs> yeah, so boring. That is fair. Absolutely fair. But it just made me chuckle. Uh, she Googles the, herself and her mum, uh, Ingalls, and there's nothing about them. So nothing. she has a really interesting conversation with Dr. H, Nadia, doesn't she? Yes. Where, um, Nadia's like, anything you tell me here is, is fine. And she's talking about how, obviously, as a nurse, you have to move from hospital to hospital yeah. because otherwise you lose your licence. Nadia's like, uh, what? That's hundred percent not true. Yeah. Um. And then she starts. Doesn't she start searching for nurse? Yeah, nurse RN license. <laughs> Such weird searches. Just an aside on this. The, on. the phrase, um, "My mum cleans my teeth." 
That's creepy. That's, that's probably creepy the creepiest AF. thing that's been yeah. in this. Because it took me a moment when to realise... When did you last go to the dentist? My mum cleans my teeth. <laughs> oh. Every night? Or it, is this well, like... That's the thing. It took me a moment to realise she was talking about hygienist cleaning. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Like, no, She yeah, actually no, cleans course, her teeth every night and every morning. Up, but yeah, it just, it's just... Madness. Creepy. Absolute madness. So creepy. Yep. The Somalis are at their building site talking about Ace and saying, you know, what's happened, blah, 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 blah. They talk about the junkies who actually stay up in the Marston house. And this is interesting because... You know, we weren't 100% at this point well, that they were junkies. Find, a worker finds Annie's necklace. Yes. And they're like, Rather oh, it must be the junkies. Oh, necklace is like, oh, better report this immediately. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what is that about? What is that about? Why has he done that? I mean, no one hears. Or he must be those junkies. Like, where are these leaps in logic coming from? Where are these junkies getting that nice necklace? That is a logic leap. I did say to you guys, how do you know it's no one's here? I haven't checked, but I know it's no one here. A piece of jewellery. Like, that is mad. No, mate, it's mine. So anyway, he's like, yeah, it's the junkies up at the Marston place. Uh, lad goes to check it all. And the two junkies who, you know, to be fair, were trying to have a lovely romantic evening. Um, and now they're crispy, crispy fried. Mm. Gone. And we see giant axe come down and take out Somali boy. Mm. Okay, question. Is that Ace? Yes. And he drags him to the cellar where what he... What the f- fuck? It is... I'm almost certain it is Ace. Okay, Otherwise, right. who else is it? Right, okay. well, this is the fun of... This is the fun of watching and then recording. Like, the last thing, it was like, oh, is it bugs? Is it bats? And then oh, we were gosh. like, oh, are they adopted? Are they not adopted? Okay, next one. And listeners, feel free to let us know. And we're going to experience this together. Is Ace actually alive and some sort of zombie pet cemetery he, creation? Yes, he is undead. He is undead. He's undead in some variety. Because when she was down there, yeah, go on. They kept cutting back to yeah. his body, and it's all slimy. Did you he see that? He looked more rotten than he should be, and well, he how was the slimy. fuck is he, he back? Like really scarab, sweaty scarab magic. Oh my god! Well, I'm not buying into this. I think the show does lean heavily into the supernatural, but if we start seeing zombie people, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I buy into that. Bugs. Okay. Bugs. Bugs. Okay, well, l- listeners, let us know your thoughts by this time. We might already know. Who knows? We'll also be very drunk and hungover. So, so here's the question. Go on. Right. Um, well, while we're in this point. So the bodies are burnt. Yes. Why? Yeah. So the axe was the Bugs. weapon of choice. Bugs again. <laughs> Bugs, man. Uh, Bugs. The axe was the weapon of choice for the slasher. Um, I said when we were watching, is that Annie? Like straight away, I was like, what? Because we've seen her in promotional material wielding an axe. Maybe it's Jackie yeah. 100%. Uh, well, you There's know. no reason for Annie to be there, like defending the burnt yeah. bodies and dragging it down there. It's well, just... we know she's at the hospital. We know yes, she's at the exactly. hospital. So that's if you trust the timeline. So it's interesting. Uh, please let us know who you think it is. I have no idea and I hope it's not Zombie Ace, but apparently that seems to be the consensus. Pop uh, goes to the... Stargazer Motel. That's what it's called, right? Or the Stargazer Lodges or some yeah. bollocks Lodge. like that. And the little dog Bobby goes straight over to well, the Wilkes household when he he's lets the best policeman we have. What Bobby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Bobby's the actual police. Bobby's force. sick. Yeah, yeah. long live Bobby. And mm. uh, he, re- he works out that it's Annie that is involved in somehow in, in Ace's disappearance. She, he goes to the hospital, Annie's there. They confront each other and he says, Look, cut the bullshit. Miss Ingalls. Cut the bullshit. I know, you, I know he came to see you or something like that. And because the dog barked at your door yeah. and the dog would know. The dog would know, The to dog be fair. has better instincts than Ace. I felt she dealt with this very well, Yeah, to be honest. Scene. I like this moment. She's clearly a practice liar, isn't she? Yeah. But it cracked me up as well where she, he swears at her, like, cut the fucking bullshit, and she goes, language. language. <laughs> <laughs> but what's good is that she's not lying until the very end. 
No, she's it's a... all co- it's all correct about you know he yep. he did the uh, the fire bombing, and he said that my daughter saw it's like all of that and that kind of gets him on side pop yeah yeah um and he's thinking right did he go for her and then she's killed him and then she's very clever with how yep. she um gets that at first when she was like and the man and then he followed him I was like oh you're going too far now but it, she kind of turned it around and she, she's a manipulator you know she. She's oh, yeah. got it within her, but she it's like everyone around her can see that she is slightly unhinged, mm. but she gets away with it all the time. She gets away with it in misery. You know, mm. Bates does as well. You know she's on the edge, you can mm. tell. But she she covers it so well. She's so accomplished at pretending, I think, almost to herself as well as everybody else. That's why she's so good at it. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I liked it. I like the fact that, you know, Lizzie Kaplan's playing her so well and um, just doing a stellar, stellar job two, two episodes in. There's a bit around here as well where um, Dr. H and Chris Merrill are yeah. having a chat. Yeah. Oh, my what God. What was that all about? So, so that's like in sort of incestuous, is it? Nah. Well, I think so. it's incestuous. By, they're cousins by it's, adoption. But it's, it's not like probably wouldn't be illegal but I think if you've been raised with someone yeah, as, you, as a family member like that's get quite, close to them in a oh, family I mean, room yeah totally wrong but it. it's not illegal but yeah it seemed like he'd been drinking and been messaging her drunk texting dick pics sexting probably. sexting and yeah she's not here for it because they are but then I swear in the first episode it was talking about stepbrother and now yeah. we're we're cousins it's apparently. yeah so the, the family ties are, are a bit messy at the she, moment is he is Chris brother and Ace nephew Oh, well, maybe that makes Chris sense. Chris is Pop's son and Ace is Pop's nephew. nephew. That could that, that makes that's more why, sense. Yeah. Anyway, it, listeners. As I said, dysfunctional family, dysfunctional podcast, and that's <laughs> that's what you get. We are a dysfunctional. We family. are We're not that dysfunctional. We ca- we are really, um, but it's fine. We'll crack on, have some more gin, and let's 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 go for it. Pop uh, kidnaps Abdi after Annie pretty much says that it was yeah. Abdi no that did it. No questions asked. I believe this crazy yeah. woman. Yeah, I believe this slightly unhinged lady who I know nothing about. Mm. Um, yeah, so Pop goes and kidnaps Abdi and threatens him with dog torture. Which, to be fair, I was getting some Game of Thrones vibes, Ramsay, yeah. Ramsay time. Didn't want to have to see that. Um, I was hoping. You know, I, I, I doubt Abdi's going to die. Let's put it that way, because well, they've killed off Ace. Ace well, they can't kill both of them. They sure they can. They can't kill Captain Phillips what now. If they're not dead. Oh, for fuck's sake! You're saying about not killing them. Anyway, um, <laughs> but Pop actually collapses under some sort of stress. Um, maybe a heart attack we know that he suffers from cancer he was getting chemotherapy he's very weak uh, because of this yeah i think this was interesting because you see a lot more about their relationship and we've kind of seen it more from pop's side of just seeming quite benevolent and you're Mm. my son Mm. and you see him with um nadia and this is he's a lot more confrontational abdi and it's he's there's a few things that he says like we're not family like you think that i've because i killed ace now we're, we're even what does that mean yeah. Well, because also he talks about this big secret, doesn't he? Mm. Um, you know, what if Nadia found out about what yeah. he really yeah. did? And, you know, we, we speculate. Yeah, probably. So let's In guess, yeah. We reckon that he slaughtered, like, the township and, the, yeah. her, and their parents. And that's why he got them over there. And, out of guilt. Yeah. I think so. Shouldn't have been over there anyway, probably. Well, it's but not also, his fault, is it? He's following orders. If he was following orders, at least he's... Um, at least he's trying to do something good about it. Yeah, he, he, this is it's the not thing necessarily. About, he's a very interesting character, and I'm glad we've got this. Is he dead? What? What? Pop? Mm-hmm. I think he's fine. I mean, he's not fine. He's, he's riddled dying. with cancer and stuff like that. I mean, he's not fine, but I think he he'll be all right for a long part of this season. You don't hire Tim Robbins in and then sack him off after two episodes. Wow. I said that about Paul Sparks. 
Well, did, yeah, Tim Robbins and Paul Sparks. That's like same. That's not a, same. that's not a fair fight. Same level, <laughs> it's definitely not a fair same fight. Plane. Okay, so uh, after this happens, Annie returns home with Joy. They have a little heart to heart, and she says, "I do everything that I do to protect you." Uh, Joy hates this because, as I said, she's coming of age now. Stop! Uh, she's stopped believing what her mother is, you know, feeding her, which is absolute garbage and lies. And uh, as Annie looks around, she sees lots of bugs. Mm. And then she sees Ace standing alive outside and behind her car. Mm. Mm. Or does she? Or does she? Well, what do we think? Is it Ace or is she it not Ace? She sees visions. We know she's she's seen them before. She's seen her dad or whoever the hat man well, is. Well, yeah, I think we need to look at this. Like, do you remember in season one when Molly had the shine, yeah. right? And the shin. The shin. The shin. And we knew that she kept seeing these visions, and they're not real, right? Okay. I think this story is being told from the through the lens of an unreliable narrator in Annie Wilkes because yes, we know that she has to take medication. So when she hasn't been taking it, some things that we see are not necessarily true. Like when we saw her rebury the body in the tomb at the start of this episode, I was like, that's physically impossible what she's just done. Yes. Now, obviously she did do it. I, I think once yeah, again, on, but did she? Because it's a logically. A so how did yeah, but they would have seen down there. It doesn't work. But I just mean that I think the things that we see through her lens are just so all over the place, and I, I, that's why I don't believe it. This reminds me so much of them like trying to trick us in season one with mm. the rev, you know, mm. with the rev and the bandages all over his face and stuff. Uh, it feels very similar to me, like beat for beat the same. So actually, on that note, let's let's jump back to that beginning bit because we didn't talk about it. So we see her at the beginning filling in the hole, right? The, the massive hole. Yeah. Oh. That... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How many gins have you had, Len? Too many. That massive hole that yeah. she um, that she allegedly fell that she fell down. Yeah. And then filled it all back in. That is impossible. So it did, is impossible. Did she actually fall down that hole? I imagined yes. So how did she cover it up? I think that's the show being lazy. Okay. And, I, and I don't want to criticise the show because I like the show, but it's a lazy move. Like yeah, the, like I mean, the ne- they're building a mall is, yeah. on a fucking Indian burial Have ground. Have it surveyed. Have it surveyed. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would Get do... Get the contractors in. That thing, yeah. what's it called? Ground surveying. Well, ground they just, surveying. They use, like, the echo to yeah. see how deep... Yeah, 100%. Echolocation. So, oh, wait, the don't build lay, there. The minute you lay foundation, you're going down to the crypt. Yeah. All the bugs and the zombies. Tales from the crypt, exactly. Oh, yeah. Love that. Good show. Um, very good show. I think it is ace, just for the record. Okay. The way, going back well, to as I said, listeners, you can let us know your thoughts. You can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Now, after going through that very condensed plot, we have another episode to watch. But before we do, it's time for King Corner. I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum! Red rum! Creepy Carrie! Creepy Carrie! You flop Hello, welcome back to King Corner. King Corner. Oh, so excited. I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the next episode as well. Um, so by popular request, and by yeah. popular request, I mean Len demanded this of me. Yay. Um, A, we're back for King Corner. Woo! Uh, but also, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Marston House. Yes. So demanding. do you guys know anything about the Marston House? I haven't read Salem's Lot, but I do know that it features heavily. Uh, and from our preview podcast discussions, mm-hmm. I know... A little bit about its history, but I would like to know more, please, Emma. Yes, me. I, I mean, I know that it's 
Spooky and it's in the book. Spooky. And it, Those things are both correct, Lucy. Yeah, so well done. Spooky book. Job done. Spooky, spooky book. Okay, so the Marston House was owned by a gentleman, probably won't want to call him that, called Hubie Marston. Marston. Hubie. Hubie. Terrible name. How are we spelling this? H-U-B-I-E. Like hubby. Hubie. Hubie. I mean, I'm assuming Hubie. it's pronounced Hubie. Could be hubby. Could be hubby. 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 Makes him sound like a husband. Um, And uh, he lived there with his wife. Turns so out, he is a hubby. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, literally, yeah. His nickname, hubby, hubby. No, his name's actually Hubie, as in Hubert. Oh, we'll just say Hubert then. I don't like no, Hubert either. Only really. ever called Hubie. Both. Anyway, terrible. if you're a Hubert, we're sorry. Or Hubie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's awful. Um, anyway, him and his wife live there, and uh, he's described as a very evil man, like a bit of a serial killer, possibly a satanist. Um, and then uh, after loads of people have gone missing and been mm. murdered um, in the town, uh, he shoots his wife like 10 times with a shotgun. Ouch. With a shotgun? She's obliterated then. Yeah, basically. Not much of a hubby Jesus. there, are you? Then, um, then he burns a load of letters in the fireplace. Oh, burns. Burns, yeah. you say. Burns. Burns. Says someone of light. Uh, and then he hangs himself. Right. So right. everybody thinks that the, the Marson house is haunted. Well, it is clearly um, must be at this point, um, and it's described as almost like it, it. It acts as a character. So one of the things about Salem's Lot that I'm really enjoying about reading it is that each of the chapters are from a particular point of view, different character. Game of Thrones style, yeah, very, yeah, very invented by Game of Thrones. Of yeah, invented by it. Yeah, Salem's Lot was probably After written Salem's before that. Um, and one of the character point of views that we get is the Marston House. Huh, what does it say? Um, all Jerusalem's lot and, and the Marston House. It talks about oh, various right. different things. The house doesn't physically talk to us. I'm so Hello, old. my name is Marston House. And <laughs> I think these things... Stop killing people in me. Left the doors um, <laughs> So a lot of the time it's it's described as having as representing like the evil and corruption in Salem's lot. Yeah. Um, and it's described as sitting above the town like a ruined king. Which we did see Ooh. a shot of today. Yeah. Uh, or t- t- this evening in that blur. <laughs> Literally Whenever an hour ago. Whenever it was, it's blurring into one. <laughs> Um, and and it, it talks about like the evil that Hubie Marston did in the house left a kind of dry charge behind it that attracted uh, more charge. evil to it. And it sounds gross. That's that disgusting. I did lift that from um, the Stephen King charge. wiki. Oh, fair enough. But but I think the, the characterization of Marston House is really interesting in the book. So you a lot of the time you talk about that how it's got shuttered windows and sometimes a couple, one or two of them are, are lit up like eyes and it's watching over you and you yeah. can feel it. I love a haunted house. I yeah. love I love the visual like Haunting of Hill House on Netflix amazing mm. show like scary show um I love that whole premise of just a really old haunted house Would you so, live in one No I'm I 100% love watching not. horror films Do not put me in an actual horror situation no. it would be diabolical Okay Um so let's go back to the beginning of this episode when uh, Annie is trying to escape from the crypt. Scarab Town. Scarab Town, mm. I don't like Bat it. Town. No, uh, she digs away some rocks and, and crawls away and then she opens a grate and comes down a sort of well tunnel a on a ladder. What does that remind you of, team? The kid and his yeah. prison in the hatch. a prison. The, yeah. Hatch, yeah. the hatch phase two, as Open we call it. Yeah. Felt so much like the hatch from season one. Yeah. That sounds like Lost now. Well, yeah. well season one sounded like Lost. Well, yeah, mental. true. You literally had lock. You know, yeah. going down a hatch. All the time. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Um, 
we also talked about some some pretty gross stuff. So Joy hurts her hand. Lucy, I know you don't want to relive it, mm. but which adaptation and uh, novel have we recently reviewed in which there is a what should we call it, a degloving? Lurgan. Okay, uh, Gerald's game. I mean, so. yeah, I've I've talked about this before as well. It's, yeah, you have. Question. It's, I didn't even watch. It's honestly. And I love gory stuff. One of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. As soon as it flashed onto Joy, I suddenly went, oh my God, it's like Gerald's game again. And I couldn't look. And I I still have not watched that scene. Me neither. I read it it and it lasted for two pages. (gasps) Wrists are like my weak spot. It makes me feel very unwell. So the thought of what happens in Gerald's game. What about the bit in Terminator 2 where Arnie rips his arm off to show his metal hand? It's a bit different because it's metal underneath. Yeah, I suppose. It's not weird, bones it? and sinews and veins and muscles. Sinews and sinew. Sinew, sinew. Yes. sinew. I've seen it written down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't Never actually, um, actually go out into the world. Um, I just live in books. So sinew. it's hard for me to speak. Um, so we talked. We also talked a little bit about like the, the kind of indecision between whether it's Satanists or witches or some other kind of evil. Right? I think it's a mixture, but yeah. You could be a witch and a Satanist. You You could. Satan is their lord. Well, not all, not witches. all witches. Not all witches. According to Sabrina. I mean, Sabrina is the new a good show, of, actually. Yeah, I really like it. I really yeah. wish it was back in October. Every day I wake up and I'm like, why is it not back? Yeah, they Sorry, so we've got it. our Christmas films to look forward to. This is true. Except anyway. for... Bring me, back Sabrina. Got to wait till <laughs> December for the Christmas prince, whatever it is. Disgusting. Baby. Mm. Royal Christmas baby. That sounds terrible. Yeah, um, but uh, but this I think that there's a particular quote in the episode that I really liked that reminded um, me very much of, of Needful Things. So it's talking about like yes. making a deal with the wrong devil and burning for it. Yeah, that um, was pop in the old bar, was it? Yeah, it yeah. Says with the wrong hombre. in the mellow tiger. Wrong hombre. Which I love being back in. The mellow um, tiger is here a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I love being back in it. You know, referenced it in the first episode. So it feels like the kind of place I'd enjoy. Yeah. It's a bar, so yeah, Dingy, probably. Yeah, oh, dive bar, absolute burn. Really? <laughs> oh, I like bars. Lucy knows me very well. Um, so debate between us all as to whether this person in the Marston House is Ace Merrill or not. Oh, it, um, it is. Yes. What does he use that reminds you oh, don't say it, of no. Jack Torrance oh, in the film adaptation of The Shining? It's an axe again, isn't axe. it? But it's I'm sick of their axe. Shining references. I'm banning them from King Here Corner. Here comes some more. You can't ban them from King Corner. I'm, I'm in charge of I'm King Corner. I'm banning any Shining references related to Jack Torrance and King Corner. Fucking hell. So you could have the Shining but not Jack Torrance. Correct. Right. So when, um, I think it's Ace is on his way to, no, is it Ace or Chris? One of them and then the car lights Chris. go on. Uh, Chris, Chris is going. That's sorry, a creepy scene. Yeah. Someone walks behind them. Who is that? Yeah, so Chris is, the car's going off and the lights are like, on. I'll tell you who it looked like, we didn't talk about it. It looked like, and you know who we didn't see in this episode, Joy's new mates. It looked like the girl that played the, the song. It, honestly, it did. And we hadn't mm. seen her in this episode. And I was a bit... That I was gives like, me very Lost Boys fit mm, vibes yeah. there. Yeah, Lost Boy yeah, vibes. Massive Lost see, Boy vibes. See? Mm. We didn't talk about that. Nice. So this is a lot to get through. But the... Um, the um, Well, yeah. See? <laughs> see, Luce? Twigged. But the car, um, the alarm goes off and the lights are on and then they go off again. Really reminded me of Christine. Yeah. yeah Do you yeah, not yeah, think? Like, fair. possessed that's car fair. kind of thing. Yeah, that's fair. Evil. Um... Everyone, everyone's favourite dog. Oh yeah. So not Bobby. Well done, Bobby. I love but Bobby. Oh, did get some um, some Cujo vibes there. It didn't was we? it was very mm. Cujo-y. Uh, what I what I like about uh, season one and season two, they love the animals. The that dogs they do. dogs were a massive thing in season yeah. one. Do you remember how many times we were like, oh yeah. Cujo? I think every episode we were like, oh Cujo reference. 
And this season, we've already had like this one Cujo reference. I'm Crime sure there'll be more. Crime solving dog. That's Crime really solving dog. Yeah. yeah, it's actually Cujo it. Colombo, the pet detective. There you go. Yeah, pet detective. My writer is back. Um, now, team. So the mall is being built uh, on an ancient burial ground of sorts, which King loves as usual. Doesn't yeah. he? What have we learned about burying things in ancient burial grounds? They come back. Sometimes they come back for more. Not always That's the same. Book. You know, mm. and where is that from, everybody? Obviously, Pet Cemetery. Pet yeah. Cemetery. Have you not learned your lessons, people? Have none of you watched Pet Cemetery? We all have watched Pet Cemetery. I've seen the new one; it's much better than the old one. I imagine it is. Oh, but it's, it's I'm too terrified funny, to be it. honest with you. I like the humour, um, but you'd think that you know people in 2019 would have seen Pet Cemetery in the 80s Sometimes and learned. Dead is better. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're waiting for. Johnny, I was just just wanted impression. you to do it because yeah. mine is terrible. Um, yeah, real Pet Cemetery vibes there, especially if if we do believe that Ace is back. It's very much oh. like when the when the cat and then the, the fucking kid reappear. Um, having been buried up on the old Micmac burial grounds. Micmac grounds. I love the way that you've forgotten the name of the cat. Go on, Emma. Cujo? No, it's Church. Oh, for, of course Why I've forgotten that. Why would it be Cujo? I don't know. I couldn't think. You put me on the spot. Hey, Stephen King's just run out of ideas. Like, I can't oh, even remember it. what they Call this one Cujo yeah. as well. That one's called Cujo too. Good. I Good can't banter. remember what the kid's called. Um, oh, no. Gaby. Gabriel. Oh, yeah. It's fucking Gabe. 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 Fucking Gabe. Or Gage. Gage. It's Gage. That's even weirder. <laughs> this is what happens when you have some gin church and, and you're gauge. trying to channel every Easter egg. I feel like you two are just making up your own. No, it's Church and Gage, it's for sure. Church it is Church and Gage. We're experts. Gage, Adventure We're definitely experts. Uh, yeah, but I think we've all learned our lesson from that. But clearly, yeah. Annie has never, ever seen Pet Cemetery. I'm not sure no. she's ever watched the telly, to be honest. It's got lots no. of profanity and, and scary things. Yeah, she wouldn't watch that it. Like language in there. Um But that's pretty much it for King Corner. Lucy, have I missed anything? I did spot something that I thought... Oh, here we go. Oh, that, that reminds me. Um, it's not The Shining. Good. It is Doctor Sleep. I keep oh. wanting to say Doctor Strange. That's not a thing in the King Corner. The madness of the multiverse um, coming out next year. When she's in the car right at the end, Annie, and the flies come, Mm -hmm. and then she sees Ace in Doctor Sleep, Danny Torrance, as an adult, when he sees people who are poorly, he sees flies crawling over Ooh. their face. Yes, he does. So they might not even know that they're ill. They might have cancer. But then if he sees them, he's like, oh, shit. Nice. They are unwell. Well, totally That's a bit of a spoiler, that. but it's also not It's not really a spoiler. It's just a little tidbit. So we know he's got the shine. It's kind of the whole thing with flies and death or like mm. malaise. Kind of, I thought, ah. Oh, to sleep. Nice yeah. spot, Lucy. Which I think we will be covering. We will. Well, I was about to say we should point, be going to see sure. that in the next couple of weeks. Halloween. Right? Yeah, we will. We will. We'll do it. One hundred percent. It's just uh, it's fitting into the schedule. I think heavy, I might be dead heavy. after this evening, but yeah, we'll give it our best shot. So ah, oh, like the Walking Dead, mm, which we'll talk about some other time. <laughs> uh, Len, anything Off else there. from you, or have we no, covered think, pretty much everything? I there? think I think we're all good. And what I would love to know is if we've missed anything. So you can let us know at uh, fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com or any of our social media channels. You know the drill by now. Fan underscore critical Instagram at fan critical pod Twitter fan critical Facebook. Thank you very much for listening to us and this episode two rant. The episode three rant will be equally as drunken and silly, and we'll be back in about our time in about an hour and a half. Yep. Uh, and in they your don't time, care what time no, they don't back. care. They don't care. No one cares. Don't well, give them a timeline. They, they should care. We'll be back. We'll be back at some point, but, you know, marathoning it for everybody, <laughs> aren't we? Dedication so, team. Don't worry, guys, we'll be back. Anyway, thank you very much, and see you very soon. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.